Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Dr. Earns. After evaluating millions of pieces of data in the blink of an eye, the Gambletron 2000 says the winner is Cincinnati by 200 points. Bye, you worthless hunk of junk. It's football time, kids. We got no Arch, no Max. And uh, so there's no, hey, everybody, welcome to the show. There's just Sex Panther. They're letting the inmate run the asylum. But as always, on Friday, I get my good friend, my longtime gambling cohort, the good doctor, Dr. Earns is in the house. What's up, Doc? What's up, everybody? Arch, buddy, I got a feeling I'm really going to be missing you today. So we'll, we'll see. This uh, Sex Panther, you, you left the keys to this guy? I mean, come on, bud. Uh, they they almost didn't have it. Look, they would have left him to Max, but Max, admittedly, they look. He's from the Northeast. They don't they don't have football up there. They don't have NFL football. They don't have college football. It just sucks up in the Northeast. They got lacrosse, really good lacrosse up there. But hey, we're here to talk college football. How did we do last week, Doc? Did we do all right? I think we did pretty well. I think you yourself had a pretty big week. Um, if I'm not mistaken. So it was uh, an exciting week. Probably the most exciting week I can remember in a long time with, with everything that happened, all the crazy games. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Boise State, uh, the Auburn game was pretty good. So, uh, yeah, pretty good week. Yeah, the Auburn-Oregon game lived up to the hype. Uh, I did call that Boise State outright win. My Irish pushed. I was disappointed. I mean, it's a win. me on the bet but hey we'll take a win and there's no notre dame today so you don't even get to beat me up we just get to be relatively neutral on today's games unlike last week the good doctor and i actually did a little pregame here this should go a little quicker and a little smoother because i think we know what the hell we're doing we agreed on seven games we wanted to talk about today then uh, the good doctor's got some of his own i've got some of my own so let's get this party started We're going to start with the Cincinnati Bearcats at the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State favored by 16 points. Yeah, you got it at, uh, let's see, what do we got, 16? Old coach coming to the stomping ground. All right, you kind of cut out a little bit. I'm just going to take it from here. Uh, Yeah, 16, 16 and a half, Luke Fickle, he's the former uh, player, defensive coordinator, and interim head coach at Ohio State. Uh, so this is kind of an Ohio rivalry game, at least for Cincy. Um, but uh, there's a pretty pretty big talent gap here. I think uh, Cincy uh, is a little bit of a bet against team this year. Uh, they didn't really didn't play anyone last year except for uh, UCF, which they lost. They lost the Temple as well. Uh, they had wins versus UCLA, Navy, and uh, Virginia Tech, but those teams were extremely down from their normal spot uh, last year. Um, towards the end of the season, when they played for all the marbles, uh, Cincinnati wasn't anywhere close to UCF uh, in that game. Uh, big injury news here. Cincinnati has a free safety. It's pretty good. It looks like he's going to be out for the year. That could be a big loss for uh, Cincinnati. I have Cincinnati a little overinflated, and for that reason, I'm going to lean the Buckeyes here.
Sex Panther. I, I apologize. I have to, I have to <laughs> Illinois, man. I, I have to bounce out, come back in, reconnect. Uh, this whole Discord thing is weird on my phone. But um, look, I kind of agree with everything you said. I think the Luke Fickle factor, I wouldn't, I, I don't see Ohio State running up the score just because of the respect factor for Luke Fickle. Um, the Zinf- Cincinnati's going to trend the right direction. He's going to start getting better recruits. They're going to start getting better. I don't know that this season we're going to see a huge improvement. I think that line's probably pretty close. I think Cincinnati can keep it close, but I'm, I'm probably going to lay off this game. Did you, did you bet this game? I've got to lean towards Cincinnati just because I think uh, Cincinnati's a little overplayed. I'm seeing the line down to 15 and a half, 16 right now, though, so. Yeah, that was kind of my lean, but the more that I thought about it, I kind of want to just lay off this game. But there is a game that I do want to bet on, and that is the Nebraska Cornhuskers at the Colorado Buffaloes. We got ourselves a battle here, you know, back when Nebraska was in it. Um, look, Nebraska wasn't impressive. Colorado wasn't impressive. Both teams got a little something to prove here in this game, don't they? Yeah, we lost you a little uh, again there, uh, Sex Panther. I'll just jump in here for a second if you're out. But, uh, yeah, last year this was uh, the opening game, I believe, for Nebraska. And uh, it was at home, but uh, – the quarterback for Nebraska was playing his first game. He didn't get his tune-up game because the first game for Nebraska got canceled. So they were at a disadvantage. Still, Nebraska probably should have won the game. They kind of dominated the game, but a couple turnovers. And next thing you know, Colorado ends up winning the game. I think Nebraska's better. And even though they're on the road, uh, I think that they get it done. I'm actually going to money line the, uh, the Cornhuskers here because – Colorado does have some talent. They got LaVisca Chenault, the All-American receiver. They got Montez back at quarterback. So I don't want to get caught in a, a sort of a backdoor cover thing there late. Uh, still don't fully trust the Nebraska defense. So, but I am, I, I do think uh, Nebraska gets it done. So I'm money line Nebraska. Yeah, I, I looked at that money. Yeah, I looked at that money line, looked at about minus 190 or so thereabouts. That line did kind of throw me because I, I kind of thought Nebraska was the, the clear-cut favorite. So to see a line of four points almost felt kind of trappish to me. I was high on Nebraska last year and Scott Frost's first year. Didn't kind of pan out. But I'm definitely higher on them this year in his second year. Uh, they definitely got better in the second half of last year. There's a little bit more um, – optimism you know out of the uh, so-called experts that they're going to be a, a better team this year so i'm also going to take the corn huskers but i'll go ahead and lay those four points yeah yeah it's on the road uh, and hey colorado won more games than nebraska last year so that's probably why it's a little bit light on the line so yeah possibly you know it's, it's so early in the season there's just so many things about a lot of these teams we just don't know yet but we, you know, we've got a we got a couple of really, really big games, and the first one we're going to talk about here is Texas A&M and Clemson. Clemson's our undefeated, defending national champions. They're bringing back uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Heisman favorite. Um, I mean, this team is loaded. Dabo Sweeney is just a phenomenal coach. 
of A&M Resurrection Project, right? Uh, Jimbo Fisher, he's bringing in top five recruits. And I don't feel like A&M is getting enough respect here. 16 and a half points. That seems kind of like a lot, doesn't it? That's a lot. It was closer than that last year, so. You got any uh, good doctor intel on this one? I'm not. I'm seeing it opened at 19 and now down to 17. Um, so possibly some money coming in here on uh, the team that you're back in there, Texas A&M. Uh, I just think Texas A&M is a little bit expensive inexperienced especially on the defensive side of the ball they got to go in and play Clemson and uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher's second year I think he's still uh, kind of redoing the program and uh, I don't know it could go either way for me but um, maybe I would lean Clemson but I'll, I'll stay away from this game yeah I don't think um, in a lot of situations we get a new coach sometimes the cupboard is left dry and I really don't think that was the case with AM. So there was some talent there. Now he's getting some big time recruiting classes. Uh, Clemson, you know, last year they really weren't challenged through the, the ACC, just so down. And I think that Syracuse game was kind of fluky. And they weren't challenged by Notre Dame. They weren't challenged by Alabama. So there's every reason to believe they can do this. But I think if uh, there's a chance for somebody to knock Clemson off, it is early in the season before they get their rhythm. I'm going to take the Aggies here with those 16 and a half points. I, I think they can at least hang within a couple touchdowns. There you go. It's going to be a good one to watch. Uh, you know, it's hard to find value coming in betting on a national champion, uh, especially when they covered the first week of the year. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Should be a good game. Should be a good game. One of the couple of games I definitely want to watch this weekend. The one that probably nobody really wants to watch is New Mexico and Alabama. Uh, this line is outrageous. I believe the last one I saw was 54, uh, 55 and a half I'm showing right now. 55 and a half, Earns. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, I don't really see how New Mexico State is going to score. Um, maybe they get kind of a fluky touchdown. And uh, Alabama's just so good. I mean, I, I can't I can't be in action on this game. I would probably have to lean Alabama just because it's such a mismatch. But, um, you know, the second string is going to be in by the second quarter. Uh, you know, who, I mean, this is a game that, that really nobody's going to watch unless you're an Alabama fan. So I'm, I'm not going to be in action here. Yeah, you know, I think I am going to be in action here because – Alabama starters are going to get pulled probably damn near halftime or early third quarter. There is a chance that uh, New Mexico State can get some uh, a vulture field goal or touchdown. But, look, even in their blowouts last, last year, or even this year against Duke, 42-3, to three, um, Alabama's defense was giving up points, like 55 and a half. They've got to score 60 points and not give up a field goal. I, I think – State can stay with it 55 and a half. I'll take those points and hold my breath. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only the only issue there is there's probably like a practice squad for Alabama that could beat New Mexico State 55 to zero. So <laughs> just something to keep I mean, in mind there. I don't know if they I don't know if New Mexico State's been scored. So we'll see. 
Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, next one on the list, um, BYU and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, wow. They got some splaining to do, don't they, Ricky? <laughs> that was not how they drew that one up. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, this was a big year. They had plans to, uh, you know, come out and compete and, and make some noise this year, and that's not how they wanted to start. What, what, what do you got on this game? Um, I'm trying to find the line. I lost my, I lost my line. I know you're going in in uh, uh, just kind of your ESPN order. That's what I think. Is that correct? Well, no, because you and I did our our little bit of a pregame. I got Tennessee minus four. We we uh, so I wrote down a list. I'm just kind of going down the list uh, that I had them written down. But so you know, they're showing a 73 percent win probability for Tennessee, and they're only a four point favorite. Look, BYU is one of those teams. They're, they're that Boise State, that Fresno State, they're that mid-major with no conference affiliation that just is always a thorn in your ass. This is the kind of game BYU can win. I, I think because of Tennessee, I mean, what kind of mindset does Tennessee have going into this game? Are they either really hating life after last week or they man up and show up for this game, I, I really hard to get a take on it. I kind of want to take BYU plus the four, but I think I'm probably just going to just sit back and watch this game. Yeah, I've got, the, you know, look, the line is, I think it opened at three. Uh, now it's up to four, three and a half, depends on where you get it. But basically what's that saying? The, the, the games at, at Tennessee – it's saying these two teams are even because uh, you got to give Tennessee three, three and a half, four points for home field. For the home field, I don't field, think right, even. Right. I think I think Tennessee is a better team. I think they got caught off guard last week. Garitano, the quarterback, made some stupid uh, mistakes, and they had about five guys, and they weren't just five guys. It was five of their best players on defense that were out of the game for Tennessee last week and uh, a few of those guys the tricky thing here is a few of those guys are, are still going to be out on defense so that scares me a little bit but um, I think Tennessee's a better team they're only, they're only giving up uh, three and a half four points I actually got it earlier in the week at three uh, so I like the balls here if you wanted the balls and getting that lower number is uh, definitely better all right we're going to talk about the the game the big game the prime time affair we got the uh, Baton Rouge uh, Fighting Tigers of LSU going over to Austin to take, off the, take on the Texas Longhorns. Uh, ABC, primetime, 7.30. I picked Texas to win the Big 12. I picked Texas to crack the Final Four, that they were, they're going to be a player uh, come playoff time. I just never what? seem to trust LSU. Yeah. But that, that could be – of my less miles days too i don't know i feel um, like there's a, a but coming here i do this is definitely a bet i got you know texas plus six and a half i might i might even like kind of double shock this i might take texas plus the six and a half and then might even take a shot at a money line because i think texas in that environment at home against a ranked team tom herman's got this this team where he wants it in his third year I like the Longhorns for the outright win here. Wow. 
See, I thought you were setting that up for like I like Texas butt kind of thing, but you actually went and bet Texas. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of a slap in the face here with Texas getting so many points at home. Uh, I, sh- I show it opened up at four, four and a half. Um, I snagged LSU up early this week at four and a half. I think if it's up to 6.5, that's a little bit too high now. Uh, but this should be a really good matchup. I think Texas can, can win this game. Um, but uh, one of the big stories in this game is the Texas running backs. Uh, they're going to be very thin, to say the least. Uh, about three or four of them are hurt. Um, but uh, other than that, both of these teams are extremely healthy, um, which makes a huge difference. I mean, these are the guys that have played in the spring for both of these teams, gone through fall camp, and now they're all together. So this should be some really good football here. Uh, both have really good depth. I think LSU has a little bit more depth. I like the quarterback at Texas better, uh, Ellinger. Uh, but Burrow's pretty pretty good, too, so far. Uh, both of these secondaries are ridiculous. Um, like, pretty much everyone in the secondary for both teams is going to be in the NFL. Um, but uh, so one thing, you know, look back to last year uh, with Texas. Um they beat Georgia in the bowl game, okay? So that's probably a little bit of a right. factor in, in this, the betting and the line here. But you got to remember, Georgia had just lost a second game to Alabama. They had lost the national championship. Then last year they lost – they blew the game to Alabama again, and they got left out of the playoff. And then they had to come back and play Texas in this bowl game. Some of the players for Georgia were sitting out in that game. Texas had everybody there. Uh, Georgia makes a few mistakes, and Texas wins that game. Um, so I, I wonder if, if Texas is a little bit overinflated because of that. Texas won 10 games. LSU won 10 games last year, too. And they played a lot tougher schedule. This is a 10-win team that played in the SEC West. They lost a seven-overtime game to Texas A&M. They could have easily won that and won 11, 11 games in the SEC West. So um, I think LSU is a better team here. They got more depth. Um, I do have to say the injury, you know, because I'm Dr. Ernst here. I got to come in with a little injury report. I saw an injury report that had the center Shackelford and the wide receiver Colin Johnson listed as questionable. That was as of yesterday. If either of those guys don't play for Texas, LSU would have to make a lot of mistakes to lose this game because those are two key players for Texas. So you might want to check on those players if you're coming in on Texas here in this game. But uh, I'll stick by LSU with my 4.5. Okay. I like it when we go at odds. Um, one more game that, uh, we, uh, both agreed that we wanted to talk about, and that is, uh, Stanford at USC. Uh, look, I'm not a believer in either one of these teams. I'm not going to give Stanford a lot of credit for last week's win. Uh, Isaiah Bowser getting injured in that game for Northwestern. It, it's a game changer because that offense is centered around. He was trucking Stanford winners. Um, you there, bud? <laughs> oh, man, this is where Arch comes in and saves the day for us. But uh, I'm going to take over here, bud. Uh, yeah, I, I – 
I think a lot of people are in the same boat of, you know, seeing that uh, not, not really trusting either of these two teams. Uh, looks like both are going to be without the quarterback. KJ Costello took a pretty good hit and I would think he's going to be out with a concussion um, this week as well. And then um, JT Daniels quarterback for USC uh, out for the year, the guy that uh, USC put all their eggs in that basket last year, he was a true freshman last year and they sucked last year. So, I mean, you got to think they were playing, have him this year. Uh, that's why they started him last year. Now he's out for the year. Um, Stanford's backup quarterback is a five-star stud. They've got a better quarterback. So I'm going to take Stanford uh, plus the points. Last time I saw it, it was, it was Stanford plus one. Um, so that's what I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be on that side here. The, the, the USC quarterback situation is a complete disaster. Uh, they basically, the, the second guy, they, they, they graded out this true freshman three-star guy uh, as the second-rated quarterback, and they, they put their second-best guy back to the, the fourth string, the practice quarterback, so he transferred. They, they almost did it with no thought of JT Daniels ever getting hurt. Now they got this guy, Caden Slovis. He's a three-star true freshman. And I don't think he's good enough, even though USC has, you know, some really good skill players. I don't know what USC is going to do here. So I got to go with uh, Stanford. Yeah, the, the only interest. Yeah, I'm back. I just got to, like I said, chime out and come back in. The only thing about this game that really actually is any interest to me is Notre Dame plays both of them. So it's really kind of like a scouting game for me. Um, but I, I, I'm, I don't trust either one of these teams. I definitely don't think USC is very good. They seem to year in and year out get a top recruiting class, but their record isn't very good. So I'm off this game. Uh, it's watchable. I want to see it, but I don't have a I don't have a good feeling either way. Uh, right. You had some games that you wanted to talk about that I didn't have on my list. So how about you cut loose and uh, bring up those games? Oh, let's see here. Uh, the one of them I had marked down was Rutgers. This is a pretty scary one because Rutgers, you know, sucks. Um, but, uh, you know, look, Rutgers has uh, this uh, McLean Carter kid. He was the guy from Texas Tech last year, played for Clips Kingsbury, and won the, the starting job um, at the beginning of the year. Now, he got hurt in their first game of the year, didn't play much, but now he's transferred to Rutgers. He's a gunslinger. Rutgers scored uh, touchdowns on seven consecutive possessions uh, last week against UMass. Uh, UMass defense, not very good, though. Um, but uh, I think Rutgers with McLean Carter there, they've got a couple of really good running backs. The offensive line should be a little bit better. The defense should be a little bit better. I think they keep this closer than the 20 points I'm seeing here in this game, even though the game's at Iowa. And I'm going to double down on this one. This is going to be a little double time for me. I'm going to go Rutgers plus the points and the under, because I don't think McLean Carter and this Rutgers offense scores seven touchdowns in a row against the Iowa defense. And Iowa defense is just – Iowa offensively is always going to burn the clock with more control offense and take the maximum time in between each play. So I'll take a stab on the under as well. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about either one of these teams. 
team that Rutgers does suck. I don't trust Iowa. They're, the, they're that kind of team that could play Clemson or Alabama close, and they're that kind of team that could lose to North Dakota State or Northern Iowa or some directional school in Michigan. Like, I, I just don't know how Kirk LaFrance gets that NFL love every single year. I don't like Iowa. I don't trust Iowa. So, um, I actually, if anything, I would agree with you with taking Rutgers and the points, but I'm off this game. Cool. Well, what's, I what's it, you know, say again. So what, what's the next game you got? All right. Well, I'll, I'll just run through a couple that I really like. Well, this one I really like. It's really interesting to me. I'll go Western Michigan at Mich- Michigan State over the total. Michigan State's going to have a little quicker tempo offense. And uh, Michigan State played against a really good toss of defense, a really, really good toss of defense last week. Quick pace, quick tempo for both teams. Uh, Michigan State has the perception and the well-deserved perception that they have a very good defense here. But Western Michigan scores maybe a couple touchdowns. Michigan State explodes offensively. This one gets over the total of 46 and a half. Yeah, Michigan um, State's one of those teams. I don't know, you know, if they – sometimes they'll show up and put up 56 points and sometimes they'll beat you 14 to 10. I definitely like Michigan State to win the game, um, but 15 points. Like, they're just – if they want to keep paying these teams $500,000 or whatever to come in and get beat, then they probably need, like, not embarrass the local, you know, directional schools. So, once again, I'm going to be off, off this game. Roger. All right, another one, uh, the last game of the uh, the night, uh, Oregon State, Hawaii. I'm going to lean uh, Oregon State. I'm, I'm going to take Oregon State. It's up to six and a half now. I come in on Oregon State because I think Oregon State had a pretty tough matchup against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's got as good as offense as anybody. I mean, they were, I think, a point away from beating Oklahoma last year. They beat Texas. Um Several big, big wins, and their offense is just as good as it gets. Hawaii, they have a good offense. It's not going to be as good as Oklahoma State's. So Oregon State's already seen that speed. Probably going to be a little bit slower speed against Hawaii. I think they might be the better team here, and they're getting six and a half points. It is at Hawaii. It's a pretty good setup for Hawaii, but I'm going with Oregon State and points. You're taking Oregon State here. I I can't get past the fact that Oregon State sucks. Uh, they've given up, they've given up 52, 55, 42, 48, 38, just in their last five games. Uh, and like I said, like you mentioned, Oklahoma state, I mean, just, it was their defense was Swiss cheese. Hawaii coming off that big win against the uh, Arizona wildcats. They were an underdog at home on that one. Now they're a favorite at home, uh, with Oregon state. I I think I like Hawaii here. I, 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 Man, I hate going against you too often, but I think I like the uh, – I don't even know what the hell they are anymore. Are they the Fighting Rainbows or Warriors? I don't know what Rainbow, Hawaii Rainbow is Rainbow Warriors, but, I believe. Uh, yeah, uh, Rainbow Warriors. So. Uh, I, I do like me some uh, Hawaii here. Right. Uh, I had a couple that I want to talk about, but I don't expect them to be very competitive. Um, more more about – I think I like the 50-plus uh, points coming my yeah. way. Uh, one – one of those is um, Murray State and Georgia. Uh, this, I mean, this is going to be a complete mismatch. But you go through and you look at Georgia, what they did last year, what they're you know done so far with their first game this year, 
and now they're expected to give up 48 and a half points. I, that, that's just too many points. I, am I missing something here where you don't take Murray State and 48 and a half points? Um, I mean, this is not far off from like an NFL team playing like a high school team, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to stay off of it. it. It could go either way for me, but uh, you know, you just got to keep in mind, Georgia's got the best talent in the country outside of maybe Alabama. So. Yeah. I think they, they definitely have the best talent. Those big job, those just big giant numbers. You always wonder about you know, pulling starters or um, just, you know, just different things like that, not running up the score because you're not trying to embarrass somebody. I just, when you get up there, damn near 50 points, that's just, that's just a lot, a lot of points. Um, okay, so here is a game that I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't have on your list to want to talk about, but I'm pretty sure you're going to have something to say about it. Oh uh, and that's Missouri and West, Missouri and West Virginia. Um, I didn't know. Okay, I feel like Gary Owen. Like, I didn't know, right, that West Virginia was going to suck this bad. I mean, I get it. They lost their coach. They lost their quarterback. They, you know, they're starting over. But they, you, you only played James Madison, and you struggled to win that game. And now Missouri, look, that loss was ugly. That was inexplicable. They should not have lost that game. But Missouri minus 13 and a half, I think Missouri wins this game by – four touchdowns. I, I love Missouri minus 13 and a half uh, with this home game. What do you think? The reason that I have not been, the reason why I'm not involved with certain teams uh, like Missouri is you don't ever know what you're going to get. Um, I took a small taste on Wyoming last week against Missouri. They got a lot of hype this year and uh, yeah, they got the talent to do it, but are they going to do it? I mean, it's just, you never can tell from week to week. So I, I got to stay off of it. But uh, I think West Virginia is going to be better than they're supposed to be because I think their coach is really good. But uh, I, I think they'll, they will improve, you know, but first year coaches, first year quarterbacks, got to start getting your players in there for your system. Probably going to be a process uh, over the next couple or three years. Um, that's all I'm going to, we've been running kind of long. So I'm going to, wrap it up there uh you got any final takes before we sign off yeah uh let's see k-state bet minnesota uh minus three i'm gonna bet oregon i'm gonna lead minus the points just to kind of wrap it up the degenerate special of the week i don't even know who they're playing see that's why it's so degenerate take northern colorado a last place projected Big Sky team. I don't know, know who they're playing. It's an extra game, so you got to wait till like an hour before the game to get the line. But uh, hey, great job of hosting um, Arch. Please come back very soon, my man. Uh, but uh, that's about it. So good time. Uh, looking forward to it. The weekend. Yeah. Hey, uh, get, the, you know, get the uh, get the get uh, the the Sunday show. That's awesome. Um, the what do, what do you call it? The patron. Patreon, 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 up with Patreon and uh, the Sunday NFL listen. show. Yeah, I would listen to that on Sunday mornings, kind of when I'm finally uh, making my final Sunday NFL picks. It's awesome. So you get the the the, the last final take uh, for the for the trio there on their picks. So it's a good show. Definitely uh, check that out. But uh, yeah.
Good job, buddy. Second college football show. We're going to wrap this sucker up. I tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to get myself called into the principal's office with this one. All right. Degenerate (laughs) mafia. If you're looking for something, if you're looking for what I think is almost, I better not say it because I always jinx myself. Uh, Look, take, do a teaser, right? And take New Mexico State and um, Murray State, add your six points. You're damn near 60 points with those two teams. Take take those points on a teaser and go out there and uh, make some money on that game. I always enjoy going to Vegas with my boy, the good doctor. Always enjoy talking sports. Uh, got some good insight here. Get on Discord. That's where we hang out. Uh, football season. So Dr. Ernst comes in there and hangs out with us on occasion as well. Let us know if you're going to bet any of these college football games. When it's all said and done, kids, make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Especially if you follow Sex Panthers picks.